Whether you're just looking to stay warm during a hunt or need maximum concealment, the clothing you wear can make or break a hunt. At MidwayUSA.com, we understand hunting clothing has come a long way with more meticulously crafted camo patterns, advanced scent control technologies, and weatherproof options to withstand the elements. Hunters have to wait until their favorite season, but shouldn't wait on gear, which is why MidwayUSA offers super-fast shipping. When you're ready for your next system, log on to MidwayUSA.com. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This segment is brought to you by Jigmaster Jigs. When in doubt, get the jig out. Go to jigmasters.com and use promo code PNF20 and save 20% off your next jig order today. Welcome to the Paddle and Fin Podcast Network. This is the final cast segment with your hosts, Brad Hicks and Josh Eldridge, where we cast our final opinions on all products, good and bad. Welcome to the final cast. Welcome back to the final cast on the Paddle and Fin Podcast Network. I'm your host, Brad, riding solo tonight. Josh is still on a break, so... Uh, we got two Paddle and Fin listeners on the show tonight, Josh Cravens and Nick Necrelli. What's up, guys? What's up, man? Good evening. Thanks for having me, Brad. Yeah. D- did I pronounce your last name right? Yes. 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 Necrelli. I-, I usually ask people before I start, but... No, you're all good. Awesome. So we're going to talk about the White River Tournament we did a few weeks ago. Uh, we're going to kind of review the river, I guess. This is a product review segment. So I'm doing something a little different, Um, but we can start out by you guys letting the listeners know who you are. Uh, Start start out with Nick. Uh, My name is Nick Necrelli. I currently live in Indianapolis, Indiana. Uh, I've been kayak fishing since last May. Um, Currently, I'm on a Jackson Bite FD. I just picked up uh, a couple days before the White River Tournament uh, that Indiana kayak anglers threw. I uh, had a great time, met uh, Brad for the first time, and uh, the three of us uh, did a float. Um, and yeah, I fished the White River quite a bit. And yeah, it's, uh, it's a nice river. There's definitely good times and bad times out there in terms of water and uh, how I enjoy fishing the White River. Um, so yeah, uh, give it back to you. Yeah, what, what's your uh, personal best out of the White? I have caught a couple of 20-inch smallmouth. I've caught one 20-inch largemouth. Holy crap. Yeah. <laughs> See, I, it's pretty rare to catch a 20 here in Ohio on our river. I, I, I've caught a handful of 18s and 19s. I've never caught a 20 yet. And if you catch a 20 here and everybody's all like, holy crap, that's awesome. I don't know. <laughs> What's that? They, they try to find that honey hole. Yeah. I, I, I know where two of them have been caught. I'm, I keep going back there like that time of the year i just can't find them but yeah i've caught my uh, caught the two smallmouth um in different spots on the river both uh where we floated through actually for uh the tournament um and then uh the largemouth uh kind of well about 
20 yards from where I caught one of the smallies. But really? there's a, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, where we started that tournament at, um, uh, Broad Ripple area. Um, yeah, there's a, a lot of fish that are around, but they definitely right now in August, I think August is probably one of the harder months to fish mm-hmm. the river. Uh, it's real low right now. And, um, I like it when it's rained a little bit. Uh, personally, that's my favorite time to fish White River. Yeah. When the river's on the rise. Absolutely. I like it too. Even when it's up and just sitting and it's, you know, two feet up. Um, I, I feel like they are in sections anyways, are a little easier to place. Uh, and that for the white river tournament, uh, like I said, I got that new kayak on Wednesday before the tournament. And from Wednesday to Saturday, it was a six inch water difference. Uh, yeah, not like, you know, not a whole lot in current and, uh, in terms of those changes, but just in just the water. I mean, it was different Yeah, pretty quickly. I could tell it was a different and that was my first time on the river. Yeah. Josh, uh, how about you? Let everybody know who you are and, uh, where you're from, all that kind of thing. Hey guys, Josh Cravens. Um, I live here in Indianapolis. I uh, grew up, uh, down in uh, Southeast Indiana, Rising Sun, Indiana. I'm sure you guys have heard of it. <laughs> Small yeah. town. Um, it's basically a, a Cincinnati suburb. So, uh, Brad, I had a little surprise for you. you probably- no. <laughs> oh, no. Nice. Eagles fan, baby. Who day? Hey, look, look at my hat and my shirt I'm wearing. <laughs> oh, I knew you're a you're an all-out Bengals hater. So I couldn't wait. Couldn't wait. So you probably saw my post a couple weeks ago, didn't you? Oh, I think I, was... I did. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. I didn't, I didn't know I... that. Yeah, but uh, no, I've lived. I went to uh, Indian University. I've been in. A, I've been in Indy for um, probably the last eight or nine years. Um, I live re- real close to Nick. I think we have the same kind of like home stretch of White River um, that we fish. Um, I'm out there a lot. Um, I, I, river fishing is kind of my favorite thing, right? Like I, I can go to a lake, um, but I really like getting out on the river. I think that's to where, where the kayaks shine, you know, um, just being out there fighting the current, um, that kind of thing. Uh, I'm in a Hobie compass, uh, right now. Um, pretty good river boat. I don't really know anybody with a compass other than, you know, on Facebook, but I think a lot of people buy them out near the coast, but I think it's a pretty good river boat. It's like a light, um, Hobie outback. Um, it does have some things that I would like different. Um, the seat sits real low and, and things like that. But overall, it's it's a good riverboat. It's light. You know, I, I take it on little creeks that I went on a seven-mile float last weekend at Sugar Creek and or two weekends ago, and I drug it all seven miles. I mean, it was so low. It was like six inches of water. Um, but, um, but yeah, no, I, I agree with Nick, though, the – the river fishes a lot better um, after rain. I mean, I think that's probably common in a lot of rivers. Um, I'm pretty new to f- bass fishing in general. You know, I, I got into kayak fishing um, and bass fishing back in September. So um, my story, how I kind of got into it, it's a little funny. I uh, I grew up, you know, like every kid, like a lot of kids, you fish a worm and a bobber. I grew up on the Ohio River, you know, fish for crappie, stuff like that. Never really knew much about bass. I caught a few on live bait on accident. Um, but I always loved it. You know, we go to Florida and stuff and I always fish. I always I do some deep sea charters and such, but never really got into it, you know, like just casual. Um, and then last spring I was, I was on a uh, bachelor party with one of my good buddies uh, that I used to work with. And he's one of his best friends is Jacob Wheeler. 
So uh, I'm on a bass trip with Jacob Wheeler, and I'm not into bass fishing, right? And I've met Meet Wheeler a bunch of times at this point, and I knew he's a professional fisherman. I'm like, oh, that's cool, you know, like cool, yeah. like whatever. And uh, hung out with Wheeler, and and then he was just talking about how he's like practicing for a tournament. We were like riding to go do bachelor party stuff. And he was like watching like f- footage of the guys practicing because he's missing a day of practice. And he was talking about, it. I was like, dude, this sounds awesome. Like I miss fishing. It sounds so sweet. And and I had no idea he was like pretty much the best there is right now, you know? <laughs> yeah. Um. So anyway, when I got back to Indy, this was last spring, I went and bought like an inflatable kayak because I lived in like an apartment. <laughs> and, uh, and then after being in that for a month, I was like, okay, this is a pain. I'm going to get something real and. So then my first real kayak was that Hobie. So uh haven't looked back. This was that was your first uh in in person event for both of you guys too, right? Yeah, for me. Uh I did the uh Sam and Allen's turkey bowl with two of my oh, bike polo right. buddies back in November. But that, I mean that was pretty, you know, laid back. Even though I thought the White River tournament was pretty laid back too, which yeah. which I really enjoyed. Um but yeah, kind of my first real uh I guess real one. That's not a charity tournament. Yeah. Yeah, that, that was a fun little tournament. So uh, now we got introductions uh, taken care of. Let's talk about that. Like, how, how, how'd how your day go? Uh, what were you using? That kind of thing. Um, whichever one of you guys want to start. Go ahead, Nick. <laughs> I'll tell you how not to fish a tournament <laughs> real, real quickly. Uh, like I said, I was on a, 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 I was in a new kayak. I had two hours in it or three hours at the most, which is an excuse at all. Uh, Everything that I did wrong that day was on me. Um, To start the day, we started off uh, at a launch where how many other people were there? Ten other people? Maybe 15. Yeah, it was a crowded crowded seven-mile stretch. Luckily, everybody was very nice, um, cordial. Uh, You know, like I said, it it was a really fun, loose tournament. So Brad started under a bridge. I went a little past him to an area that I like. Uh, first or second cast in a spot. Uh, hook up and land a 15 and three quarters. I'm a little pumped, excited. Don't put the board down in my new kayak, which I can do to measure the fish. And I goof one and goes off the board into the water. <laughs> Good start. Typical first tournament. <laughs> Good start. Good start. You, 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 paddle, you paddle down to me and you're like, I lost a 15 incher. You were, you were all cool about it too. And I was just like, really? I, I'd be pissed. <laughs> I wasn't happy with myself, but you know, it was uh, within the first 15 minutes or whatever. And I was, you know, I kind of thought that maybe we were going to have a good day. There's going to be a good solid yeah. bike today. I don't know, whatever. I probably in hindsight should have stayed in that area for probably another 15, 20 minutes, hit a little harder. Uh, I caught that fish on a whopper plopper. It was a large mouth um, fishing this, long tapering um grass line uh i've like i said that was a cross river from where i caught a 20 inch largemouth and right above a riffle where a 20 inch smallmouth i've uh, picked up last summer so there's there are fish in that area uh the first week of march right in the same spot actually uh it was my first kayak trip out of the year pulled a 19 and a half on a little finesse uh football jig a little kite they stack up in that hole man i've caught 18s in that same I know exactly what you're talking about. They stack up there. I think that's there's a dam nearby, so I don't know if the fish run up as far upstream as they can go or what. But um, yeah, I mean, I've I, I have the same experience, you know, in that area. 
So hmm. something, something also uh, for people listening, if you look at a map of Indianapolis, uh, you'll see the White River kind of snakes through the center of town. Well, there are a number of dams between downtown. There's two big ones between downtown and where we, we were at. We fish between the two. So when the water level isn't going, it doesn't move quick. So mm-hmm. you have sp- places where there's grass, there's hydrilla, there's there are some places where there are pads on the white river, not really mm-hmm. the section we were at kind of on the other side of the dam where we started behind. So it, it, I'm not going to try to compare the white river at all to like Chickamauga, but Chickamauga is the Tennessee river river that is dammed up. So when they pull water, you see those fish change their pattern, but there are sections where the water doesn't move much. Now, just that's why I was fishing this grass line. There's, there's a small mouth, and largemouth stack in that area. And when they're moving and they're biting, you can have a great day within a hundred yard stretch. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had a day last summer where I, where I was just counting. I think I put up 85 or 86 inches essentially in a hundred yards. Um, yeah. I was just fishing for myself that particular day, but, but it was a great day uh, and similar, similar uh, weather and, and everything else. But anyways, I lost that fish. I roll past you say, what's up? Go to that next bay where that creek comes in, mm-hmm. uh, pick up a 10-incher that doesn't count, a largemouth on a jig, go down through. I caught a 12-and-a-half-inch smallmouth on a whopper plopper. And then I put that fish on the board, and then things, uh, my strategy didn't really work. I was on that shark hook strategy. I was throwing 110 <laughs> whopper ploppers, yeah. uh, chatterbaits, jigs, um, not real full cut jigs, I would say. Uh, I was throwing that day um, like a like finesse a, jig. I had cut, I'd actually cut one of my uh, elite swim jigs from Lucky Seven, but I finesse cut it around the top so it kind of looked a little bit like a bigger profile and then had a fluke on the or a twitch and fluke on the back of that. Um, and then I also had cut a six cents hybrid jig skirt all the way up. And then I had a real short uh, one of their um, twin tail grubs, uh, the. Uh, forget the name of the sixth sense uh little crawl grub it's a great trailer um looks great in the water so my day got slow i resisted the urge again which is kind of a theme in my river fishing to put on a ned rig and uh got slow for a while and then i had a couple of 16 inches come off at the boat had a 14 or so come off at the boat again and i caught once i switched up finally to the ned rig i caught a bunch of dinks my favorite old Rocky, the rock yeah. bass yeah. and, um, kind of just watched, uh, Josh on the leaderboard, hoping he could uh, make a run. Uh, the guy who got second place, Aiden, uh, real nice guy goes, uh, goes to Purdue. He, he was on the same stretch and he, uh, I think he got a little bit in front of us, killed mm-hmm. it. And I think it was just catch up. I didn't have a great day. I put one fish on the board and it was a fun learning experience. Had a great time floating. That's fun. that's what it's all about, man. Exactly. Well, you know, it is what it is. Yeah, yeah. I had a I had a tough day starting out too. I had a bunch of misses on top water, like right when we first started, and then after that, I went four. How how long was that stretch? Seven miles or something? Yeah, yeah. I, I probably went five miles before I started catching a fish. Wow. And I I was I was starting to sweat because I'm like, dude. Like river river fishing's my thing. Like I, yeah. I can't come out here and get embarrassed, you know. So, 
So it's like I'm I'm determined to get my limit. I I caught my limit or I caught like Yeah, I caught my limit within like Midway USA brand product designers have one straightforward goal: develop high-quality, technically sound products and deliver them to customers at reasonable prices. If you are immersed in the shooting sports industry and pay close attention to every single detail, you know our products are built right and stand up to everyday use. Who has shooting mats and range bag systems to hunting clothing and just about everything for the outdoors? Log on and shop 24-7 with super fast shipping. MidwayUSA.com One of the last mile and a half, I think. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Something like that. It, the deeper spot. Yep. Yeah. 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 And then above that real deep rocky bank, there was another area where I, it was like right against the bank with a riprap, and I caught four off of that. Um, caught two big channel catfishes, 26 inches bigger than the catch board. <laughs> and fun. then, uh, yeah, I, I hooked Slow into time. something big too that like pulled my line and it just wouldn't, it wouldn't stop. The drag just wouldn't stop. I don't know what it was, but the guy that was behind us that met us at the ramp, he saw me fight this thing. And it just kept pulling drag, pulling drag. Finally, it just popped the line. I was like, what the heck was that? <laughs> you tail hooked a massive carp. That's what I was I, guessing, too. Probably they're did. In there. They're in there. I've I caught some big drum, too. Some, like 70-pound yep. drum. 70? Seven. Oh, I was about to say. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> 70. <laughs> well, there's apparently giant channel ca- or uh, flatheads in that river, too. Yeah. I've caught one or two small small ones, but... I've talked to some some people that were fishing on the bank while I was out last summer, uh, and they were like, I caught a 40-pound flatty out of here. Dang. That's a good one. I've seen some big ones. I don't think I've ever seen anything that big. Me either. Yeah, that's a tank. Yeah. Um, yeah, Josh, go over your tournament day, how it went, and uh, where you placed and everything, because you did pretty well. Yeah, I had a pretty good day. Um, so, like I said, I fished the white a lot. Um the section we fished, I was hesitant to because I know the guy who won last year, I had heard won it on that stretch. And um, in the past, that stretch has kind of been forgotten. You know, they, they mm-hmm. I think they knocked out a dam below our takeout. Um, and it, I've heard, I, I wasn't fishing then, I've heard it's completely changed that stretch. It used to be a lot deeper. Um, and now, you know, there's, you, you saw there's riffles, there's, you know, there, there's a little, there's a little current, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I wouldn't say it's fast or anything like that, but. But um, I, I was worried to fish that stretch, but I know that stretch like the back of my hand. You know, I fish it a lot. Um, I, I uh, For practice, the only section I didn't know was from the takeout up about two miles. Mm. Um, so I always la- – I never have done a float. I always launch, paddle downstream or upstream, you know, and then pedal pedal or paddle back to back to my put-in. Um, so I cover little sections at a time, you know. So, But I know them all except – so in practice, I went and did that um, – and you saw it, it's real wide down at the, towards the city, towards the bottom of our takeout. Um, and like Nick said, the water was a, quite a bit higher then. Um, and there's a lot more, uh, current. And I actually caught two 18s within an hour, um, down there, you know, near that bridge. Mm-hmm. Um, so I stopped fishing. I was like, okay, I'm, I'm going to paddle back up the next mile. I left that, you know, that mile alone, um, and had decent success as well. Catching, you know, keeper fish at least um in practice um and i say practice i mean i go out and fish the white river three days a week anyway so it's not like it's not like it was like i was taking this super super seriously but i wanted to do well um so 
I also checked out a, a section way up north um, near like Anderson, Noblesville area. Um, you know, probably for those that don't know the White River, it's probably 20 miles north, maybe more of where we fished, 20, 30 miles north. Mm-hmm. Um, and up there, it's a lot smaller. It's, it fishes a lot more like a creek. I think there are a lot more fish, but I think there are less big fish. Um, I, you know, I think you can, you could probably catch a, a lot more 16s, but you're not going to, I don't, at least my personal opinion is you're not going to have that chance at a, at a real big 21 incher, um, yeah. up, up North, you know, there's just less water. Um, so anyway, I, I went up there and I decided I was just going to, regardless of pressure, I was going to go with what I was comfortable with, which was, you know, the stretch that we did, um, and to start the day, I got, you know, on my spot on, um, this one of my first spots, um, I kind of figured a lot of people would launch there, but I didn't think it would be quite as packed as it was to be honest. Yeah, with you. yeah. Like I was like, okay, I'll give Brad the bridge. And I know Nick likes to go up to his spot. Um, so I was like, okay, I'll paddle down to the, the first riffle and post up there. And there was already Aiden was posted up, you know, at the top of the riffle. I was like, okay, well, there's not that much water. I'm going to go to the bottom of the riffle. Um, so we were a few hundred yards apart. It wasn't like I was, you know, encroaching on him or anything. But anyways, uh, so I anchor up, and on my second cast, I hooked a, I was throwing a Kitek, um, on like a like a heavy jig head, um, like a swim bait jig head, and uh, I liked I like to throw swim baits that touch the bottom on the White River. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's that's kind of my go-to. I decided that I didn't want to do top water. Um, I don't have that much confidence in it, uh, so I didn't even bring a top water rod. Um, turned out that I think a lot of people didn't have that great of success on top water. So I think I got kind of lucky that I just was like, I'm just going to commit to not bringing one. Um, I'm not that confident in it. So anyway, second cast, I catch a 17 and a quarter on that Kai tech. Um, so I'm feeling pretty good. Um, fish that section for a little bit more after I measure it and then cruise on down. And there, funny enough, there were two guys that, uh, that were, were fishing right alongside me and Nick, uh, after Nick had caught up. And they weren't fishing the tournament. They were in some really yeah. nice acts. Like they're in like a new canoe and like a an old town autopilot. He didn't have the engine or the motor in, but so so they they're fishing and they're like, you know, I'm assuming they're in the tournament. You know, we're talking. And they're like, oh wait, there's a tournament. All right, well, I guess I'll give I'll, you know I'll, I'll stay out of your way. You know, if you want a section, just tell me. Uh, you know, I won't hit the bank. So I'm like, all right, that's cool. Whatever. I'm thinking I'm not gonna see these guys all day. Well, <laughs> they floated with us for a while. Yeah. Uh, they were nice. They were cool guys, you know, definitely. But uh, when you when you're trying to win a tournament, I was like, oh come on, the one time that there's people yeah. at six a.m. at this launch that aren't in the tournament. Um, so so funny enough, uh, not far downstream from where I caught my first fish, maybe a few hundred yards, I uh, I'm still throwing that Kitek and I catch a eighteen and three quarter. So this is within twenty minutes. I got an eighteen and three quarter and a seventeen and a quarter. Um, so I'm feeling pretty good. Those guys come over. Um, and take my picture with the fish, which was cool of them to do. Um, you know, and then jokingly enough, they're like, you're telling me if I catch a 20, you're not going to take a picture of it and submit it to you <laughs> the tournament. Like, like they're like, come on, man. I was like, nah, like it ain't worth it. Like I don't, yeah. I don't want to win if I got to do that. And, and they're yeah. kind of, and I think, but I, I'm not kidding you. Five minutes later, they, they catch a 20 inch smallmouth. <laughs> in his defense, it was river. I never would have fished. He was, he was like, yeah, man, I gave you the deep bank, which he did. I was fishing the, other, the the right bank. They were on the left. And it was like a foot of water on a grass flat. Um, and hmm. he pulled it at 20, which would have been, I think, big fish of the day, right? I think only one other guy caught a 20. Yeah, something like that. I think so. Yeah. So, um, 
So I thought that was kind of funny. Um, so anyway, I was, I was sitting pretty good. Um, I was sitting sitting pretty good, um, and this was early on, like I said. So I just I just kept grinding that same uh, that swim swim bait pattern, um, thinking you know if they're gonna hit top water, they're probably gonna hit a swim bait kind of thing. Yeah. Um, so then you know here's where the pressure comes in. You know Nick had caught up to me by this point, um, and we were chatting you know about him getting the fish off the board, and I said I caught a couple and. We would we would go down to the next spot like I'd paddle ahead of those those two guys that were fishing and and then Aiden be like anchored up at the next hole throwing his net rig <laughs> and like I said I know, I know that section really well and I'd be like okay I'm gonna paddle down park here take my time at this next riffle and he'd be there you know so I kind of like fish behind him a bit and then the, it kept it kept happening for a while and then eventually I decided just to paddle out like a half mile ahead um, into this next spot further downstream and I'm not catching anything after this. I mean, for hours, I didn't catch anything, maybe like a couple dinks here and there, nothing. Mm -hmm. Um, so I finally paddled down to this like deep, deeper Rocky bank, um, that I uh, caught him in and, uh, you know, that that earlier that week. And it was like, Brad, you probably fished the the heck out of it. It was like a few hundred yards long just before a bridge. Yep. Um, That's where I caught my four. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So get this. So I paddle ahead of everybody. Right. So like to where I, past whatever six or seven guys near uh, the rocky ripple area and so i'm like okay i'm good well these two guys w- had had paddled upstream to that rocky bank as i got to it so they were just going <laughs> back and forth back and forth which which i was going to do i was going to do two laps on it um yeah. so you must have got that clean water after everybody cleared out um because i didn't catch anything on that bank nick you caught a couple didn't you on that stretch that little bank there yeah i had uh two i'm gonna approximate at 16 15 and a half inches come off at the boat. Yeah. Jeez. But one was, uh, I think on a Nico rig, uh, cause I was getting bored and desperate. And then I think when I switched over to, uh, the Ned, um, yeah, I mean, that's what I should have done. Yeah. yeah that, that's what I was throwing too. Cause I was, I was trying to get that limit, man. So I was yeah. throwing that Ned rig. Yeah. Yeah. I kind of take the opposite approach. I, I try and throw like, moving baits until you know until i can't get a bite and then i'll throw the ned so about three or four hours into the day i switched to the ned and i threw it the rest of the day um i think like you guys i caught a lot of fish you know once we switched the ned they were just so small um i did end up getting a 15 and a i think 15 and a half um on the ned in a random place it was like a grass like a deep sandy like sandy area like with grass on the bank Mm-hmm. It was a random cast. Like, I, I don't know why he was sitting there. Um, hmm. Thinking back, I probably should have anchored up and fished that. There might have, they might have been a, several of them in there. I'm not sure. Um, so anyway, at this point, um, you know, I, I'm throwing the net and I get, uh, I get my limit. I get like a 13 and a 12 fishing a little riffle. So I'm happy I got my limit. I look at the leaderboard and I'm in, I'm in fourth. I'm like, oh my God, are you kidding me? Like there's 78 guys in here. Like this is my yeah. first tournament. I was like, it was cool, man. I, I think if I wasn't um, like hanging out with you guys fishing, you know, fishing with Nick, um, I probably would have been a little more nervous. But I like I wanted it to be fun, you know, like yeah. I, I tend to have like be super competitive. Um, I always have been. And and I think that that can take away from your experience sometimes. So I was I was trying to just, you know, just have fun and fish, um, which I did. I had a great time. So so in, in moral story, I, I ended up in ninth after the leaderboard turned off. Um, some guys submitted some more fish. Um, and I wasn't able to upgrade. Uh, so I, I had a good tournament. It was fun. Um, 
I really like I really like fishing the White River. Um, I think uh, I don't know. I think I think kayak fishing is just is just awesome because you can get to water that like boats can't. You know, like we didn't. Yeah. There were no boats on that that section. There are sections where boats can go, but man, if if boats hit that, that you wouldn't catch a fish ever. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say we're gonna get to that because yeah, yeah. Nick, nice Nick told me a story that I want him to retell here in a little bit. It's <laughs> my favorite. Uh, no, the uh, yeah, you, you mentioned like you don't like the uh, tournaments to have that like super competitive feel, and I, I completely agree with that, man. Um, I was always hesitant to do tournaments for that reason because I always thought it'd take away the fun of fishing, and it does to a point. Like this White River tournament, I I was frustrated for you know like the better half of the day. And uh, it just wasn't fun. I broke a rod. I lost fish. I caught a bunch of dinks, you know, nothing yeah. I could submit. But, yeah, I completely agree with, with what that, you said about that. That was legitimately the most small fish I've seen come out of the White River. Uh, and, uh, I mean, that I've that I've caught. And, yeah. I, and like, like I Nick, said, cause I did... Nick, because that's you, because you throw the frog on the White River all the time. You don't throw the net. Uh, I'm trying <laughs> new things. I like throwing frogs and rats and, <laughs> and big jigs and, uh, you know, but, you know, like uh, east of where we were in Indianapolis, there's a creek called the Fall Creek. Um, there are sections you can 100% uh, put a kayak on. Uh, I used to wait it a bunch. Big fish in that little creek. Um, I've also caught a ton of eight to 11 inch fish and that was like i said when i finally did put a ned rig on and i know you can i've caught big fish on a ned rig we all have uh they, they catch giant fish they also catch a lot of small fish yeah. uh, and when i finally put one on i caught fish that day i probably caught i don't know 12 or 10 12 fish in a two out an hour and a half or whatever when i finally put one on it was just like okay i'm gonna do this um I mean, only one of them are, was worth, or two of them was worth much. Uh, yeah. But I've not had a day where I've like caught little dinks like that in a while. Now I'll, I'll have days where I catch eleven and twelve inch smallmouth or uh, largemouth in, in sections, but not those eight inchers, not those jimmies. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, that's the most I've seen out of there in a long time. I think it has something to do with like the the weather. Yeah. Once it gets so hot like that, those big smallmouth, they, they either sit They're in that super hot. fast. Yeah. They sit in the super fast water where you wouldn't think to cast or deep, you know? Yeah. yeah I, I've never, I mean, I can't, I'm trying to think of that Rocky ripple stretch last summer. I, I mean, I think I caught like a, I don't know, 18 and three quarter, almost 19 on a hot day around this time. But mm-hmm. I feel like the bigger fish on the, on the river, um, especially in August for whatever reason, they're skittish, they're spooky. Mm-hmm. The water gets super clear. Um, and, and there are times in the white river where you see like, it looks like the, you know, like the Serengeti of like just carp and channel cats sometimes. <laughs> it, it's crazy. It's crazy. Like that Rocky ripple stretch last summer, man. Like I was, I went out there and grind, was grinding for like four or five hours. Uh, and I was just watching giant, giant, giant channels everywhere giant carp and then it's like where are these smallies i know they're here and and then you find a 17 or whatever and it's like okay i've had two bites uh and i've scared a thousand other giant fish uh but i think that's a lot of rivers and like i said i think a lot of that contributes to um 
the dam that Josh is talking about that it was gone that's closer to downtown, it's a giant, giant dam. And I think that dropped the water level when it blew out. I think that was two springs ago. Uh, I've been told anywhere to a foot and a half to three feet. Yeah, they mm. called it Lake Indy. That section around yes. it called it Lake Indy. People would water ski on it. And yeah, I mean, you saw, I mean, you saw Brad. It was like, you know, two feet deep, most of the river. Yeah. So, so where we were taking out at 29th Street, if we would have gone down another two blocks on the uh, on the east side of the river, there's a, there are boat launches that start yeah. all along White River Parkway. Um, I actually, some buddies and I, when the world is actually the real world. We uh, ride bikes from Broad Ripple, where, where we put in at, to the Indy 500. So we ride down through there. And there are three or four parks along the river right there where you can put a boat on. Now, I don't know that you can right now. I, I'm assuming you can't. Uh, or, I mean, I wouldn't. Uh, but, yeah, so that was, like, like Josh said, that was Lake Indy right there. Uh, I would have loved to have fished that when it was Lake Indy. But that damn blew out before I had a kayak. So whatever. I, I figured you'd be the kind to encourage the boaters to take their boat out there. Yeah. yeah go ahead. Bring your boat. Oh, out right there. now, 100%, 100%. Yeah. Like the guys who blew by me yesterday. It's like, Oh, you know, if you find a stump, no big deal. You'll be all right. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tacovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots as well as free returns and exchanges and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. I saw those videos you posted on your Instagram story. I didn't even post them. I was that not happy about it because when they were coming back at me, like on the way by 15 feet through a nice wake and they went between myself and another boat because they're real class acts. Jeez. I thought it'd be clear because of the 500 yesterday. Wrong. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So uh, let, let's talk about that a little bit. Uh, there, there's areas where there's boats that go on here that they buzz you like that, um, and it's, it's kind of not safe to fish there, right? Um, most. Let me, let me, let's go back a little bit on that. So where we put in the launch north of of that, where we met, where we met Alan and um, Josh Shrinko and Aaron Kimball. Yeah. Uh, that's Broad Ripple Park. There's a public boat launch there, which you should be. That's great. It's deep enough in spots. It's kind of like a channel, um, but there are some really shallow spots. There's a lot of wood in the water, and most people on it are great boaters. There's a lot of pontoons, people hanging out. They give you the nice little wave, uh, and then there's the people who fly. But you can have bass boats on there, uh, you know, or a jet boat or whatever. And if you're on that and you're hauling, that's cool. 
And most of the people on the bass boats, they give you space because they know what you're doing too. It's pretty obvious when we're in one of our kayaks versus, you know, a paddleboard or, or a wreck kayak. Um, and most people are really great. Some people aren't. Um, that little video that I didn't actually post to those guys flying by me, they were just, they came between myself and a pontoon when they went within 15 feet of me. Just blew through, went to the end of the river, turned around, and then came back. Yeah, this is like a three-mile stretch <laughs> of river where you could run a boat, like max, like th three miles. Yeah, of, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Maybe you can get up um, to the 82nd Street area. After that, it's real sketchy and shallow and yeah. a lot of rock up that way. Um, but, you know, I've seen some cool boats out there. Most everyone, like I said, I have friends that live on the White River. Uh, most of the people are awesome, but there are some times when – um, people aren't, or, uh, I've about been hit by a jet ski. Uh, that was real close. And the guy saw me it, that sucked. Um, he about took a paddle to the face, uh, <laughs> cause he was close enough where it could have, could have been a thing. Um, I actually went into that, that little spot yesterday. Uh, and there was actually two guys fishing out of a bass boat were super cool. Uh, just trolling around, but yeah, um, uh, it's kind of a different spot on, on that section of the white. Uh, I've caught some nice fish out there. Yesterday was a grind. Uh, I threw a ton of stuff. I never threw the net cause I'm stubborn. Uh, and, uh, I did catch one. Yeah. I caught one on a thunder cricket. Um, mostly cause it had a, um, the blade was a, a matte, uh, green pumpkin. It looked okay in the water. It wasn't too flashy because of the water clarity. I caught one on a jig, but big fish on that spot. Somebody recently, mm -hmm. Uh, Josh and I were talking about it last week. Guy pulled, picked up a 21 inch smallmouth somewhere that looked to be in town ish. 21 I, and a half. 21 wow. and a half. Yeah. It's, it's the biggest river fish I think I've ever seen. I mean, it looked like it was all of five and a half pounds. I mean, it was huge. Yeah. A Andy Knott, I think, is his name. He's a cool guy. I've met him a couple times. Yeah. It was a oh. tank. That, that is a pretty big fish. I don't think I've ever seen one that big out of my river here. I mean, that's but, the biggest one I've seen out of the White River. Yeah. Me too. I, think, I think, what, Josh has caught some 21s out of the White? No. My PB is a 20.5. Um, but it was, it was like four and a quarter pounds, so it was fat. It was post-spawn and feeding. Um, I, Brad, I think I showed you where that spot is, too. Yeah, you did. I, I casted there for a little bit. <laughs> yeah, the problem with where we launched is is and I, I run into this a lot is like it's it's really overfished. It's a park. So there's mm -hmm. people always always there and, and a lot of the people eat the fish too, I think. Like I mean yeah. you see people with the five gallon buckets and so it's it's really beat up. That's why that's another reason I think after after a big rain when nobody's out there, you can actually get to the fish and they're not so so um skittish. But but yeah, I mean that was that was the biggest one I ever caught. I don't know if I ever i'm chasing them but <laughs> i don't know they're they're out there they're there yeah they're there it's impressive you have already caught a 20 inch fish and you've been doing it for a year see i've been fishing the river six years here seven no eight eight years here my biggest is 19 three quarter that close i mean we don't have the quality you guys do that's for sure why is that yeah i wonder why that is i don't know i it just not sure you just don't have quite the agricultural runoff we have <laughs> i guess make some super freak fish. Yeah. 
But that is one of the cool things, though, about the white is um, there is grass there. And um, like I said, that spot we were talking about with the boats, there's a ton of grass in the water. Uh, It doesn't always sometimes it makes it really great fishing. I've had really good days in that spot. You know, that's not usually now. That's usually um, end of May, beginning of June before it really, really comes in. And like they're there. There's great largemouth fishing, too. Uh, you mm-hmm. can and you can kind of target them if you figure them out, figure them out. But where we started, where I where that first fish I caught on um, a couple weeks ago, where it came off the board, the six days before on that Sunday, nineteen and a half right there, uh, wow. same spot, almost same spot, ten feet from where I caught the one. Yeah, that's pretty crazy. So yeah. I guess if you want to catch a twenty, you just got to come over here. I, I'm I'm gonna come back before the end of the year. Like should do fall something time? to fall. Yeah, yeah. fall yeah. bite man. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I'm hunting now. I'm in that uh, paddle and fin noobs tournament. Shout out to uh, Milford and Sean for setting that up. I'm having a blast with yeah. that. Nick's in it too. Thanks, um, guys. I was in. Uh, I was in first a lot of the month just from all smallmouth. I, I want to win this. I want to beat all these southern guys with just smallmouth. Uh, heck yeah dude i think i'm in fourth now and some guy just put up 103 so <laughs> i heard that i was like wow dude, some new did it in one day too hey. one day everybody in that tournament they're supposedly noobs but they put up way more inches than i do dude, hammers <laughs> yeah they are i'm like dang man yeah i got it's cool though it's cool. I'm in like fifth <laughs> yeah that's impressive 90 inches is impressive small mouth wise um so there's, uh, there, I was going to talk about this area a little bit up north of where we fished. It looks like there's two neighborhood lakes that connect to the river. Yeah. We Have were you guys ever fished? About... Is no. that what you were talking about? Uh, what area? Uh, it's above Broad Ripple. Like pretty close to Broad Ripple? Yeah. yeah oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. fish yesterday, right? Yeah, I was, uh, I was in the first one yesterday. Yeah. Are, you, are you allowed to go all the way up in the neighborhood? Um, the first one is like a is a big. They're like two big bays, uh, yeah. and they were old strip pits that were used to build four sixty five, which is the highway that goes around. But uh, yeah, they stop before you get in the neighborhood. Now the second one, if you keep going up and around, that is a big bay that's filled in now with sediment for the most part. There's oh, okay. fish in there, but it does go back into a neighborhood, but they have it buoy markered off so you can't go back there. Okay. Yeah, it's like a little finger kind of. I don't know if you can see that. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. That's where it's buoyed off right there. Yeah, you can't so get in there. That was traditional. Uh, well, before I talked to you guys and was going to float with you, I was going to float that whole section. I was looking at all these little islands that are through here. I'm like, man, that looks like some good area. Um. Well, the nice thing, well, the the potentially good news with with that particular bay is that a friend of mine who lives on the river is a is a biologist. He does a lot of his studies are wildlife studies related to uh, new infrastructure. So, a greenway, something's putting in through a wetland or whatever. He goes in and gives it the yes or no. But anyways, he also sits on some committees for the White River, and mm-hmm. there's been talk to go in that particular bay where you're talking about because there is so much sediment push. Um, off the river right there because it comes around a, a channel swing and mm-hmm. that that lake is back here i'm going to call it a lake for the sake of this conversation but a lot of that is they're still deep in the middle but it's a lot of sand sediment so there's been talk to actually dredge that sand out and rebuild 
uh, that section of river to make it like a more of a peninsula and then mm. make it still have an opening there to go into that bay, but sort of rebuild the river so that it can swing through and keep pushing south and hopefully improve some flow there. Nice. That, that'd be kind of cool, you know, like throwing some riprap in there and all that stuff. Yeah. Who knows new, if it'll habitat? Yeah, but it'd be cool. It, it'd be great. I don't what's have... the guy's name? Uh, your Neil. Buddy. What's his last name? Bennett. Neil Bennett. I'm gonna have to remember that because I might have him on. Or somebody. Uh, he's a good guy. Let me know. Uh, he knows a lot about wildlife, and he wor- used to work out west after after he went to college. Uh, Muncie, Ball State. Nice. That's cool. Yeah, I like yeah. talking to people like that. It, it, interesting stuff. Yeah. Um, have you guys ever fished? I, I, I saw also looking at the map here it, that the river um, forks off in the east and west, way up north. Yeah. Have you guys fished up there? I have not. Um, the closest or from Indy that I fished, I'm from Muncie, Indiana, again, where Ball State is. And uh, growing up, my buddies and I used to do some wade fishing in the White River. Uh, did a John boat or two float when I had one. And, uh, yeah, that's Indian there is where I fished, uh, the white river. And that's still the East work up there, right? Yeah. 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 That side. So I think the wet, the West, it splits the West work South of Indy, doesn't it? Yes. Yeah. No, I, I don't have any experience with it either. From what, from what I understand, just from listening to, you know, the Smalley talk guys, sounds like it's a completely different river, just the same name. Yeah. <laughs> hmm. yeah. I gotcha. Yeah. yeah it's, think- it's probably similar to. We have a, a river called the Little Miami, and then the East Fork Little Miami. So it's probably similar to that. Yeah, yeah. I think that yeah. that runs through. Col- I don't even know where it goes. It goes through Columbus, then west. Yeah, it goes like southwest. I think. Yeah, I've, hey, I've not fished it. Illinois border. Yeah. So when I was scouting for this trip, I I was sitting here. I just followed the river all the way, and then I I came to the fork up there, and then I followed that one all the way back down to Indianapolis. I was like, man, this is weird. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was completely lost. Didn't know where I was going at all. <laughs> but I like how that uh, for the the IKA IKA tournament that it's basically from Anderson through what downtown or does it go through the south end of town? No, we got out at the bottom. That next launch, that was... where those boat ramps are is the bottom. So yeah, Anderson okay. to like 29th Street area. Okay. Um, so I think that when I looked at it, it was like 40 miles a river or something like that. Um, okay. Which is pretty good, but like you said, I mean, the White River is a few hundred miles long, um, and it, it ranges, you know, like up up in Noblesville, there's a really, really good stretch of river, um, but there's pleasure kayakers by the thousand, so you got to avoid that stretch, you know. <laughs> yeah, I do the same thing on my home river. Uh, we're debating on a stretch next weekend, or this weekend, for a tournament, and uh they they don't launch they don't launch until 10 a.m. I told my buddy I was like we we we'll be four hours downstream by the time they launch so I think I think it'd be doable you know it has Do it. good yeah we uh, some some of my bike polo buddies and I last summer we did a stretch uh, on the Sugar Creek in June last year when there was actually some water in it and we did a I think like an eight mile float or whatever. And we got to three miles in and we got right to the spot where the tubers and were, were coming in and, uh, you know, they were all cool, but it changes how you do things. Oh yeah. 
I about yeah. took out a whole family at the takeout going down those rapids <laughs> on a having, I had my kayak for like three weeks, couldn't see a rock, almost flipped, kicked <laughs> off another one to dig in. This guy's like, What are you doing? I'm like, dude, I about took out your eight year old. <laughs> I yeah, couldn't I see because of the rugby tournament. <laughs> I fished like a GRBY tournament last weekend on Sugar Creek and um, I got, yeah, same thing. I did like a seven and a half mile section and I, about mid morning, I got to a point where a bunch of tubers were putting in under this bridge. So I like paddled, paddled ahead of them, but man, it was, you're done. They're fun. They're, they're fun. <laughs> you, you gotta go, you gotta go by them. I was like, I'm going to go a full mile in front of these guys. <laughs> yeah. It, it's funny. Cause I've, I've always caught uh, fish down on this river uh, near me and there's a bunch of pleasure kayakers and stuff like that and you you catch a fish right in front of them they all start like cheering and stuff because they're they're all like drunk and stuff you know going down yeah. in a tube and they're like yeah he got right. a fish i'm gonna bring a pole next time <laughs> yeah. well we put in for the tournament that's a pedestrian bridge that goes overhead right there yeah so i mean i know josh you've had the same thing someone's watched you catch a fish and been like off the bridge going Dude, you catch one? And then, you know, you yeah. hold it up. Uh, yeah, yeah, it, it happens. Sometimes you get an audience right there. It's, it's kind of fun at times. I, yeah. yeah, I got a pretty funny story on that bridge. Um, <laughs> I was I was fishing under that, and, and this guy, uh, you know, people are kind of, like, amazed with the, like, fishing kayaks, you know? Like, yeah. I'm, like, looking around, and they're, like, like, they're always curious, you know? So this guy's up on the up on the bridge above and he's just asking about the kayak and you know you fish out here is there fish in this river like it's a river that goes through the heart of indianapolis doesn't look clean it actually is pretty clean is. all things considered i mean it's clear um anyway you know he's, he's i'm talking to him and then i hook into like a good fish like i don't know 17 inch or so um he's like that's awesome man and he was like that and i'm like yeah man it's you know it's a small mouth you know he didn't know what it was and stuff some Telling him about it, whatever we're chatting, it's it's cool. And he's like, "Hey, uh, I'm pretty hungry. Can I eat that?" <laughs> <laughs> you you should have looked at him and like. Brave anglers search for the one they call king, but who will take his throne? Tune in to Waypoint TV's Battle for Silver Saturday, May 18th, from 12 to 6 p.m. Eastern, presented by Abyss Battery. Waypoint TV. Oh my oh, bad, I, I dropped it. Sorry. I, I think I like. I think I fumbled it or I don't know what I did, but I was so shook. And then he, he, uh, before I, before we, he asked me if he could eat it, he asked where I launched. So I pointed, you know, I was like not far downstream. So then, um, you know, I, I put the fish back. I was like, Oh, sorry, whatever. You know, I wouldn't eat fish out of here, you know, uh, yeah. which I really wouldn't, you know, I don't, I don't think you should out of, you know, the metropolitan Indianapolis area. Um, anyways, so so I'm coming back at after the end of my day and it's like, you know, it's like dark, whatever, like nine o'clock, 10 o'clock. And, and no joke, this guy who was sitting behind a bush at the launch, I mean, and he pops out and he's like, Hey, were you the one with the, with the fish? I was like, yeah, uh, yeah. Like, I didn't even know who it was. I was like, Oh uh, yeah, yeah. I caught a fish. Uh, he's like, well, man, like I'm homeless. So if like, you could just keep them for me and give them to me next time. I was like, oh, I did not read that situation, like, <laughs> from what was happening. Like, I did not know that he was, like, asking to keep the fish. Like, I, yeah. it was so random. But uh, that, that's kind of a tough situation because you don't you, – you feel bad for the guy, but then you don't want to hurt the fishery, you know? For sure, yeah. I mean, 
I'd, I'd rather give buy the guy a meal than you know. The, yeah. <laughs> you start taking smallmouth out out of a river like that, you know. I think that's what a lot of people don't understand. You know, bass fishermen and the people listening to this podcast probably don't, you know, keep a lot of fish out of rivers. But mm-hmm. um, I know on our section, I uh, I know of some people that were netting the entire river. So uh, uh, I ran into a guy who saw them. Uh, they took like a net that he said looked like a tennis net, and they walked across the entire river and walked upstream with it. And he said they had like 20 smallmouth that were over two pounds. Jeez. Uh, they kept yeah, them all? So, huh? They kept them all? They kept them all. Yeah, he, he called the DNR on them. I mean, he they, they didn't care. They, they were gone before, you know, they came. But stuff like recently? that. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, um, the the bridge um, – the bridge where there's like, uh, what is that park? Um, Holiday Park. Yeah, Holiday Park. The bridge before Holiday Park. Oh, uh, Meridian. Meridian, yeah, Meridian area. Um, Giving away spots. Yeah, they they used to stack up there. I haven't fished. I I haven't caught a fish there all all summer. Anyway, that that stuff kind of stuff breaks my heart. So I hope people like just take care of the river. You know, I mean, it's it's fragile. You know, a section yeah. of river like that only had twenty smallmouth. You know what I mean? Like. Um, it, it takes 10 years for a river, for a smallmouth to get to be 19 inches. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, again, I think people listen to this podcast know all that. And, uh, but, uh, oh yeah, it's, it's, for it's the most part, it's, it's frustrating, you know, it's yeah. frustrating. Yeah. For the most, for the most part, everybody who listens is catch and release and they understand that kind of thing and how yeah. important it is. I know I do because here in Ohio, man, it, everything's overfished. Uh, uh, we, I've seen guys posting pictures of keeping like three, four pound smallmouth out of here. I'm like, come on. I know yeah, that, 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 well, I think there's a lot of fishing right now anyways, with uh, everything with COVID, um, yeah. which is a good thing if people let them go. Uh, yeah. and, there, and there's times where not particular, I don't, I wouldn't do this on a river, but if you're in a lake and you reach your slot limit and there's a lot of them. It's, oh, health, sure. it's healthy for the fishery. Uh, yeah. It just is. Now, on the White River, uh, with, you know, the smallmouth, their main, um, the main predators looking for them is that uh, there's bald eagles and osprey and heron and flatheads everywhere. Now, I'm kind of surprised we didn't see any bald eagles on that run that we did. Um, I, I know did you did today. Yeah, one. Uh, yeah. Okay, cool. Because there's, I, I've seen... I saw three one day in Rocky Ripple last uh, about this time last year. But there's Big Osprey. I saw turkey vultures yesterday on the Broadway Park launch run. I saw like five of those. But in front of my buddy's house, who lives right on the river, uh, he sees you know eagle and osprey all the time. So they're out there. Um, so they there there are predators to the fish, especially right now with the water low and clear. But they don't need any more. And I think they had a good spawn this year on the river. The it, this spring we didn't get the giant uh, fluctuations of rain. It stayed yeah. pretty consistent because yeah. the last couple of years, I mean, it it just went up and down. Um, it was pretty consistent this year. So so I again, I'm not a biologist. I'm just an idiot who fishes and listens to some podcasts. Um, <laughs> I, but it, from what I know, I think they had a pretty. They, they should have had a good spawn, and you know, hopefully, we get a couple good more. But that's not going to happen if you're netting a, a 
200 foot wide section of a river yeah i, I would have lost my mind at that that yeah, i would too yeah it, a guy who told me was a guy fishing the bank um and i was like wait are you kidding me and he was like yeah like he's like i waited around for the dnr but those guys were long gone so that that's like the extreme you know uh i agree like if you catch i mean if you catch a fish in the lake there's a and there's a bunch of them and you're obeying the law and everything that's fine you know i oh, think yeah. it's just so much more delicate you know it really is yeah i agree man and i actually saw i actually got stopped by dnr yesterday um really well he was on a boat i was on the section north there um he was checking everybody there were some guys uh and a bass boat behind me and i made sure i was turned around to look and he was over there checking the license which great you know all for it um obviously i have my fishing licenses so n- no big deal um but yeah but he was there because he could be on a boat uh i have seen them around but sounds like it's uh, you know not a lot of resources for a lot of water yeah, yeah. and really what are you gonna do we we out of all uh, out of all the years that i fished the uh, river here we uh we've only seen a dnr officer once and had me check on the river they they don't it's just something they don't patrol, you know? Yeah. I mean, yeah. It's hard. They should. It's hard. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, that, that's a bummer about that spot. Uh, I used to fish down there when the water was up um, right there at the park. I had a day last yeah. summer where I caught 10 or 12 on a 90 plopper. The water was ripping, and they were between those two little natural islands, and I was throwing, you know, gorilla cast from the bank just ah! it out there <laughs> yeah. as hard as i could and just ripping a plopper they were blowing it up That's uh, awesome. that, that was a good spot right there yeah i caught my first uh i think my first ever smallmouth there so like i said i grew up on the ohio river but there are a smallmouth in the ohio river but for the most part it's muddy sloppy not great so i had never caught a smallmouth until september and it was like it was like a 16 incher and i was like oh my god it's the biggest thing i've ever seen <laughs> like taking pictures of it you know like like that's cool going crazy but uh yeah brad uh i wanted to ask you how how does uh like how does the white river fish compared to like your rivers in dayton they they look similar from pictures but is it yeah is it yeah they're, they're actually real similar um your guys riffles are more textbook i'd say like Go, going through all the riffle, riffles we did, I would turn around and look at them. I'm like, man, this is a beautiful cross riffle. And then you have, like, eddies on both sides, you know? Yeah. Um, um, we have riffles here that they'll – I don't know. I just don't catch fish in them that much. I just think they get hammered a lot, you know? So yeah. I, I usually always fish the deeper parts. Um, one of my favorite spots right now is 15-foot deep hole. I got another uh, – 11 foot bank that I like to, uh, fish. And then, man, that's where, deep. yeah, for a river, that's real deep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then my pre-spawn spot, I got a couple of those. It gets 15 feet deep up to 11 feet. And then it jumps up to three feet real fast. And it's just a flat. And it, that's where I caught 90 inches in my second tournament in five hours. Okay. That little, yeah. And, I remember uh, you yeah. That was, that's that was a, a good, good day. Stuff. Yeah, it was. <laughs> well done. That's the days you dream about right there. Yeah. But, yeah, for the most part, they're they're pretty similar. That's why I, I figured if I went over there, I'd, I'd still catch fish, you know. 
Yeah, I think I think Brad, I think you would have put up 80 inches if we went on a day when there wasn't a tournament. Just that pressure is tough on our, you know. I mean, yeah, so many people, and with the water low and clear like that in the spring, it might not matter. You know, there's just water's up high. You're not spooking everything, but with all those people going through there, it's, it was tough. Do you, do you um, are you throwing like like summertime baits? Like, are you primarily throwing slow like neds in the deep water? I do. I do it a lot. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. I, I also, I've been throwing this, uh, spinner bait a lot lately. Uh, Kytec swim bait on the wicked willow. Yeah. I know, I know you're not a big fan of it like me, but <laughs> I've been doing pretty well on it. And then, well, of course, whopper ploppers. And I, I like to throw the whopper plopper in that fast moving current that has the big, huge boulders, you know? Yeah, and you have water just coming rushing around the big boulders. It seems like I have luck luck there in the summertime on whopper ploppers. Yeah, but, tell you what, man, that that spinner bait though bite in the springtime, April mm-hmm. and May, water's up a little bit, a little cloudy. I like one with the uh, Colorado blade on the back. Yep. Uh, woo, finesse, finesse uh, the finesse spinner bait, uh, War Eagle. That's my favorite. Uh, I I like. Two, I like the uh, Booyah makes a it's like a seven dollar spinnerbait or whatever six bucks. It's called their Tux and Tails or Tux and Tail or something, and it has a long trailer uh, or a long skirt and yeah. like six bla- like six uh, strands or whatever. And that thing is golden in the water. It looks so good. They hammer that thing, and then uh, Josh's boy Wheeler, his uh, River Special, yeah, from, uh, accent. Uh, that one with that little that little uh, orange blade on it, um, mm. they hate it. Uh, yeah. I, I've been looking for one like that, and I thought War Eagle made it, but it's I'm yeah. You can one. order them directly from uh, their website, and they're also on Tackle Warehouse. Um, I ordered them directly from their site just because they're here. Yeah. It's, an, it's an Indianapolis company. I was too. about to say that. Yeah, Indianapolis yeah. company. Yep. That's yeah. cool. Yeah. yeah. So. Um, I'm not going to say I'm like best friends with Jacob Wheeler or anything like yeah, that. He's a friend of a friend, but, but funny story that, that broader pull stretch where all the boats go, uh, that's where Jacob Wheeler cut his teeth. He lives near yep. or he grew up there, you know, and fishing those Wednesday night tournaments. And yep. so it's kind of funny, you know, he grew up on the white river, uh, fishing. That's that, that is pretty cool. That and Geist Lake. Um, yep. yeah, pretty funny. Um, I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't love those spinner baits in clear water. I think that that river yeah. special is made for dirty water. It is. It is. I mean, yeah. it's a, for me, I'm throwing that in the spring. Um, any sort of bladed, anything that I'm throwing right now, it, it'll be either one of the jackhammers um, where it's not a silver or gold blade, whether it's the painted black blade or whatever, or one of my uh, lucky seven uh, bladed jigs where uh, I like the all black one with it has a black blade uh yeah. so you don't get the flash you get the vibration no flash and i, I kind of like that as a as a rule that i try to follow when it's uh bluebirds guys i don't yeah. i don't like the flash especially now and and well you josh and i uh fished last wednesday out on geist and i caught a couple fish and it was on um it was actually a strike king thunder cricket but it had that painted blade you weren't getting yeah. flash from it. And I, it was a green pumpkin reddish with a uh, uh, Kytec, one of the easy shiners, not one of the fat impacts. 
it has the the thinner body you get a yeah it's a little more finessey um but yeah that's but the springtime on the river man in some eddies Woo, those big gaudy ones with that orange and that big gold blade kicking behind it man you can do some damage yeah i'm getting me one i love they're good they're good well like like i've you know i started um working with lucky seven baits out of south florida uh, a couple months ago um i've not thrown their spinner baits yet but they have one this golden one um that sean makes that i'm gonna definitely pick a couple up next time i make an order and i think it's a triple bladed spinner bait but the gold on it i i think in the springtime it will be super super good it it, it looks like every other kind of spinner bait that i like to throw uh i think i would i think it comes with a with a willow on the uh, as the main blade which i could change out for a colorado if, if it fits and i think it'd be awesome yeah, yeah. I, I agree i think so so something that i that i do um and, and i don't know if there's any science behind this or not i mean everybody who fishes likes to think what they're doing is for science and not just random yeah. but uh yeah. I think gold on the river is a lot better. I think if you if you look at the minnows and the bait fish, they're like they're like golden colored minnows. They're not like you're not seeing gizzard shad on the on the river. You know what I mean? Like there might be pockets where there are shad up in those neighborhood um, yeah. lakes, whatever you want to call them. There probably is some shad up there, but uh, I don't know. I don't see a whole lot of like shiny silver bait fish. I think at least that's how I justify it. I, I like when I throw swim baits, I, th- I like to throw small swim baits a lot. Like, um, like the Z man minnows, I throw them on a little, little ball head jig. I just want, I want bottom contact, but I, I like gold, um, for whatever reason. Same thing with the spinner bait. Uh, I like, the, I like the gold blades a lot, um, in, in the river. I don't know why that is. I, I think it's, I like to think it's cause the, the, the minnows are more of a golden than a silver, but I don't know. I've heard that before. I know there's a lot of people that love gold over the silver too, but I don't know. I don't know either. I like the gold. I know that. Yeah. But, um, yeah, we're at an hour, so. All right. I could talk river fishing forever, man. <laughs> this is fun. Heck yeah. We, we can do it again. I, I, I need to come back out there, fish with you guys again soon. Well, we got to put some pressure on, on Sam, uh, in Allen oh, for the, for the turkey, turkey bowl. bowl, yeah, which I understand yeah, why he doesn't want to do it because you can't get together afterwards, but yeah, uh, you can. You Forget can't, that. What, we'll just have to stand outside in the parking lot where it's cold in November in Indiana. <laughs> do, so, are our restaurants not open yet? Out they there? are, they are, they are. I mean, it's, we could probably go and just wear the masks, you know. I mean, yeah, yeah, I do. It's not like we're going to be holding hands and stuff, right? Right, <laughs> you might, you might not be. <laughs> i'll hold your hand bradley <laughs> Heck yeah <laughs> but um yeah i hope um i hope that happens and i kind of uh i hope to maybe uh i don't know i can't speak for josh but i i definitely want to do some more tournaments i had a great time uh do some more floats with uh you guys some other people um Nice thing is there's water between here and there. And, you know, I'd pick up an Ohio license if if you guaranteed your guide service. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go, man. Same here, man. I really want to do a uh, overnight, like, camp on the river trip. I hear people talk about those. That sounds like a freaking blast. Me too. And that yeah. would probably actually be worth it 
if I came out towards you guys and did it, you know, cause okay. one day trip driving out there is kind of hard. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. It's a long ways for, for a day. Cool. Well, um, yeah, we're winding down. You guys, uh, got anybody you'd like to shout out or anything? I have one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> people. Yeah. Lucky seven baits.com. Go check I out s- some, um, I, I love uh, Sean's. Uh, Sean is another company. This is a uh, it's a company out of South Florida, Boca Raton area. Um, he does a lot of bass fishing st- tackle, some tackle for uh, inshore and saltwater as well. I'm a huge fan of his uh, stick worm, uh, which is uh, Senko type worm. Four one nine special colors, the juice. Uh, I love his swim jigs, and I've been playing around with it's called as uh, little critters, and that is like a Ned style bait, um, plastic. But a little buoyant, pretty cool. Use Nick 15, say 15%. I don't get any of that. Just trying to help the guy out. And uh, yeah. Cool. Yeah, for me, I don't, I don't have any sponsors or anything. Like I said, I'm new to this. Um, be cool if you guys give me a follow at, at Kayak Crave on uh, Instagram. I uh, started that up. I, I'm having fun. That's how I met Nick, how I met Brad, just through Instagram, you know, sharing photos of smallmouth and adventures. So uh, give, me, give me a hit there. Um, you know, see some pictures, uh, be good times. Um, shout out my girlfriend. She lets me, uh, listens to me oh. talk about fishing that she doesn't care about. <laughs> oh yeah. I yeah. thought you, I thought you were married. No, no. Uh, okay. Thank you to my wife and kids. I got to sneak that in there. Yeah. <laughs> just <laughs> in case. I, yeah, yeah. My Instagram is FCK. That's delicious. One word. <laughs> I cook food on the grill. I fish. I'm not going to say it to keep things PG, but, uh, um, I love Nick, it, man. Nick has, a man's, Nick has a man's man's Instagram. So he does, man. So, I love it. It's good yeah. times, dude. Um, Username and everything. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. Other shout out. I just want to say shout out Paddle and Finn, man. I, I'm new to fishing, but Paddle and Finn has taught me so much. Um, you know, all you guys, th- thanks for uh, having us, Brad. And I had a blast fishing with you and talking with you on, uh, social about fishing man it's fun and and uh keep doing it i i, I love listening to it and i and i honestly learn like i don't i, I know river's pretty good now but uh lake fishing i don't know much and when we go out i catch fish just putting in things that come to my mind from listening to this stuff so good stuff and that's, that's I love why the I yeah. yeah yeah paddle and fin network's great and i have learned a ton from you all um also uh smallie talk podcast and uh about the bronze hoosier state fishing uh on instagram and um youtube as well uh derek's good guy shout out to brian the toe shiller and uh i called him that at the indiana boat sport and travel show he looked at me like who is this idiot i was like i just put up my mustache for you man and uh hey brian's the only guy to take me down in the noobs tournament so far so Brad, you might oh, be interested, man. huh? Oh, I, I don't know. Hey. He, he, he asked me if I want to do it. I'm like, you guys, they're going to whoop on me, man. Throw your name in the hat, man. September. Like yeah. I said, like I, I'm 80, 80 inches consistently every month. I'm not some amazing fisherman. Hey, they're, they're, they're <laughs> brown fish, though, man. Brown yeah, fish. That's true. That's the only fish. Exactly. <laughs> Free the fighter. <laughs> Free yep. the fighter. Oh, all right, man. We're going to end this. Uh, thanks for uh, joining the show, guys. I appreciate it. And uh, listeners, uh, 
tune in for the um, OG show tonight. I always mess that up. I can't remember. Uh, Brian will have Brian and Jay will have a guest on. If you miss that, it'll be on podcast format Friday. Uh, with that, tight lines and smooth paddling. Thanks for tuning in to another killer episode on Paddle in Finn. Don't forget to go check out our website at Paddle, the letter N, in Finn.com. Don't forget to check out the YouTube channel at Paddle and Finn. If you got a question, comment, want to hear from a future guest on a future episode, feel free to email us at Paddle, the letter N, in Finn at gmail.com. Don't forget to follow us on social media at Paddle and Finn on Facebook and Instagram. Shout out to our show supporters, Angler. The Angler button and app just makes for a better time on the water and creates a virtual logbook for every fishing outing out on the water. Shout out to Rocktown Adventures, located in northern Illinois, for all your kayaking, camping, and hiking needs. TRC Covers, protect your investment. Catch Products, shout out to Catch Products. Go to catchproducts.com and put the Paddle in Fin logo directly on your catch board. Shout out to Jigmasters Jigs, when in doubt, get the jig out. Go to jigmasters.com, use promo code PNF20, and save 20 20% on all your jig and tackle needs. Join Captain Justin Leak and Meredith McCord for the best fishing action along Panama City Beach. Tune in to Chasing the Sun every Sunday at 9.30 a.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV. Don't miss Mondays with Into the Blue, brought to you by Academy Sports and Outdoors. Every Monday night from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment.